Podcast City Network. Listening to the Rip Griffin Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms. Here's your host, Rip Griffin. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Rip Griffin Show. Happy New Year for those that have not tuned into the show this year. It's exciting. We're doing things a little bit different this year and this season on the Rip Griffin Show. We're going to be covering a lot more minor league baseball, independent baseball, Texas Collegiate League, and whatnot. But what we got on tap tonight, which is a very exciting, and I'm very happy to have this guest because he's been doing a lot of things on on social media and Twitter that has pertained to minor league baseball and but the history of the team and how everything kind of came about with hat history and with national hat day coming up on January 15th, just right around the corner. Perfect timing to have my guest tonight, Patrick Larson on the show. Patrick, how are you doing tonight, sir? Rip, I'm doing really, really well. And I'm, I'm honored to be your first guest of 2022. And thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. You know, I was, been watching your your videos that you've been doing and 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 it's very refreshing it's very exciting that it's a different dynamic of of minor league baseball in the terms of we know the history of the team we know the t- the, the 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 teams are uh in the cities that they that they play in but it's the hats what makes the team you've got the uniform you've got the jersey you've got the pants but it's always the hats that kind of just rounds everything out as far as the ensemble the internet of the uniform and you've been like i said you've been doing these these videos of uh various team history obviously tonight there's a theme to tonight as well is the round rock express and because i do do a little bit of of covering uh the team uh there in round rock so but uh, let's kind of dive into first of all. Let's let's dive into National Hat History. I mean, National uh, Hat Day, which is on January fifteenth. So, any big plans for it's it's a big day. Any big plans for you as far as uh, any type of hat purchases that you may be coming along? Yeah. So, the thing about National Hat Day is that you're always looking for the deals, right? So, I'm definitely going to be on Twitter and checking out like the Twitter account MILB promos is a really good one-stop shop for figuring out uh, where all of the deals are. And that's for minor league baseball, for independent professional baseball and for collegiate summer league. So any team that is doing that, I I think he told me last year that there were like 124 deals. Don't, don't hold me to that. But I think last year there were, you know, so many different deals at the very least. And 
it's kind of like a one-stop shop to kind of figure out what you're going to, what you're going to find. So shout out to um, MILB promos for that, because that's a really, really big job. And um, as far as my plan, um, I want to see who's first of all, having sales and see if there's any teams that have any maybe new exclusive hats coming out. Like I've heard, I've heard that the dub C fish sticks up in Seattle, Washington may have, hat or two that are coming out on national hat day, but also who has the best deals. And um, I'm sure I'll make a few purchases on that day because it's really important just to try to show that support for these, these uh, teams that aren't major league teams. And it's, it's really the only, one of the only ways that they get to make money, you know, beyond, beyond the ticket sales and especially in the off season, this is the way that they are able to, you know, create additional revenue. So it's kind of, it's supporting small businesses around, whether it's in the United States, Canada, wherever you're buying from, you're supporting a small business in that local area. So that's why it's important to me. And I think for anyone that is a hat collector, that it's a really big day because you can get some of those hats that you want, hopefully at a reduced price. And, (laughs) um, you know, and that's whether you like the on-field fitted hats, like we're wearing or dad hats or trucker hats or, bucket hats or whatever it might be. So it's not just the baseball hats, but it can be hats of all different styles for all different people. Absolutely. You know, I thought I was a pretty avid hat collector, but there have been some people that have blown me away with the pictures that they post on social media. I was like, you know, I I got my hat rack full of, you know, maybe seven, eight, maybe 10 hats on there. No, everybody has piles of hats stacked around everywhere. I'm I was like, okay, I, I am behind on the game on that. So, um, you know, definitely, I, I have to give a shout out real quick to uh, the Daytona Tortugas. Uh, they reached out to me, and um, I, I've got a hat coming my way. So, uh, I'm excited for that to to happen. It's my first uh, other uh, minor league team, other that's not in Texas where I'm from. But uh, you mentioned the uh, the, the fish sticks, and uh, they just did a rebrand, didn't they? Just not too long ago. Yeah, they sure did. They were they were originally known as the Highline Bears, and they teamed up their their GM Justin Moser teamed up with Brandy with Brandios, which is one of the you know uh, the the design firms. They're located in San Diego, and they they worked with them to develop uh, two different identities actually that they put up for a fan vote online. So it was it was a choice between one the Dub C Fish Sticks and the dub c seal slingers and they put it up to a fan vote on social media and uh it was a very very close vote that i believe came down to the last day and the dub c fish sticks won by only a few votes but (laughs) but they're having fun with it because they're they've justin has said that they're going to have like a seal slingers cheer section for people that really loved the seal slingers um logo and for, for, for a brand so they're kind of they're, they're still honoring both logos, but they're, but the official name of the team is the dub C fish sticks. See, that's what I like about minor league baseball so much is the marketing aspect of it, because you don't get that at the major league level because, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, getting fans in the seats and that's it. But you've got minor league parks that are, even though they, there was a competition for a team name that one beat out the other, but yet they're still going to recognize that other team name, that other name that just came in so close. And that's what just makes minor league baseball so refreshing is 
there's there's a family atmosphere to it. There's things that to get you know, the fans engaged as far as uh, you know contests between innings and whatnot. And I, I noticed a lot of that when I was when I was on the road covering the the Express and the Sugarland Skeeters is they get the they get the fans involved, and that's something you don't see at the major league level. And I think that's where baseball needs to work on and i i don't have that on on tap for tonight's show but maybe we can get you back on we'll talk about what major league baseball needs to do but um so let's jump into the videos real quick that you've been doing you've been doing just very short clips on on teams you did one today actually on the tennessee smokies which Mm -hmm. was uh which was great uh tell us how did you get about coming about doing these short videos and you know how long did it take you to come up with that idea so I've only been doing like content creation in general for probably the last year or so. I do a lot of content creation for my favorite soccer or football team, depending on what you like to say, uh, Chelsea based out of England. And I, I, I started doing Twitter videos, like reviewing matches and previewing matches on a separate Twitter handle that I have um, devoted to Chelsea. And um, Chelsea tends to be one of my passions, but another passion of mine is like minor league baseball and also hat collecting. So I knew that I was getting really comfortable in front of the camera because as I've done more of it, I've gained more confidence to put myself out there and kind of do these videos. And I have all these hats, especially like minor league hats specifically where I'm like, I'd really like to do something with this and kind of talk about the teams because I love, it's not just that I love the hats. It's not just the collecting for the sake of it. It's, I like the stories behind it, Rick, like you referenced earlier, like how did they come up with the name? And we have a lot of content creators like Paul Caputo and, you know, Ed Rivera and the dad hat Chronicles and uh, James Christopher with let's get Two, who's based out of Texas as well. And they, you know, they, 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 they help tell the stories behind these brands and help, you know, uh, and that's kind of what I'm interested in too. And I, I don't have the knowledge base that they have necessarily, but I do, um, before I do any video, I research and make sure that I kind of know the facts before I try to get on and tell everyone, uh, uh, even small little facts, because they're only two minute, 20 second videos at most. Right. So I just really wanted to get into doing some content creation with minor league baseball and to kind of get into the minor league baseball, indie pro collegiate summer league community. And people have been, I've been blown away by how nice and welcoming people have been. And I know that the the videos can always be improved, of course, and there's always ways to improve it, but people have been very patient and kind and have been very encouraging behind the videos. And really it's just fun for about the views or how many followers you get from it. It's about having fun talking about minor league baseball and the best part of the comments when people talk about, oh, I've been to that stadium or that's my local team or did you also know that they did this? So I also learn from the other people in the community. Like if I did one on the Express, I'm sure there's some things that you'll tell me that that I don't know. And that's what it's all about is sharing those stories and sharing your experiences. And I think the hats can sometimes do that because you get to see how brands have changed over time. Mm-hmm. You can see how maybe – a logo that how it looked in a different era versus like the present day. So there's a lot of things that those hats can do and they can kind of tell the story of how you've got, how the team's gotten where they are now. And the, the express are a good example of that. 
Oh, for sure. They've that's a team that has been around for uh, for for years, and they've gone through a couple uh, as far as organizations that they are are affiliated with. Uh, you know, most recently they were with the Astros, and now they're back with the Texas Rangers. So they've kind of flip flopped back and forth, which is kind of funny. How you know uh, you're like, well, they were part of the Astros, but. Now they're with the Rangers, but then they're with the Rangers. It, yeah, it's like it's how it kind of stacks up is is uh, is interesting. Yeah, because I believe they went Astros, Rangers, Astros, Rangers. Isn't that right? Because I know that the right. team, the, I know that Round Rock came around in two thousand, and they were mm-hmm. because of Nolan Ryan and the you know uh, Ryan Sanders group, and um, right. they they were a Double A franchise originally, and then. That was, I believe, the former Jackson Generals came, and you know stuff. I'm sure that your viewers may already even know, but then they then they moved. Then they became in 2004, I think they switched to AAA because the Corpus Christi found out that they could host a team, and they thought mm-hmm. that Round Rock could host AAA baseball. So it's been it's been really kind of a a neat thing to see how baseball, because obviously minor league baseball in Texas is just thriving. I mean, there are there are just so many not just so many franchises, but so many good minor league baseball organizations there. I mean, Round Rock Express, Express are a great example. You've got Corpus Christi, you've got Amarillo, you've got Frisco. I mean, you've got so many, so many great teams out there that are really getting this right. I think they, they're really putting the fans first. And I think it's just fun for people for, for some of your viewers that are out in Texas or for fans that want to travel to Texas. I think there's a lot of great brands out there that are always evolving and they're always look thinking of the fan experience, beautiful ballparks. So really like, you know, the Dell diamond being a, a great example of that. And um, yeah, honestly, I think it's just, I think it's phenomenal that uh, you know, what you're doing covering the round rock express and the Sugarland Skeeters, another team, of course, and, yeah, I just think it's – I think baseball – my baseball in Texas is really, really thriving, and I think it's only going to get better. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. There's so many great teams, and I, I wish I could – I have the I had the capability to – well, I do have the capability, but I just don't – it's – you know, you, you've got the El Paso Chihuahuas that are out there in, in, in West Texas and, you know, the Midland Rockhounds, which just did a complete rebrand as well. I love their new logo, by the way. What, what do you think about their new logo? It's it's one of the best rebrands that's been done in the off season. Um, they, I've always liked the Rockhounds logo, but you know when they talked, and I personally never thought about a rebrand, but I know there are other people that thought it was time for one. And I was kind of adopting a wait and see approach about what might happen. But when I saw the results, I mean they were, um, they were phenomenal. Like the the Taxes that make the M for the on, on the new orange hat, orange and blue hat that they have. So the new color scheme works really, really well. They updated the Rockhound uh, to really kind of move it into the, the 21st century. And yeah, I mean, I just think that the I just think it's a clean look. And then they have the um, what is it the, the 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 helmet and then the 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 baseball that's dripping in oil. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just. You know, the, the design team that worked on that uh, just did a phenomenal job, and they really uh, deserve a lot of credit for breathing new life into that brand. And I think the people of Midland are really going to benefit from it. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I hear that's a phenomenal ballpark there. I, I haven't had the opportunity to visit there yet, but I, I'm hoping, you know, as this this grows and as you know, I become more uh, educated on minor league baseball, because I'll be honest, I kind of just got, and when I started covering the, the Express, I that was my first time actually being in any sort of minor league atmosphere. And I uh, absolutely, I love it. And I, you know, well, welcome to the family. Welcome I, to the family. We're I, glad. I, 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 like, I, I appreciate I see, it. I see in the comments that uh, the Dad Hat Chronicles are actually on. So Ed Rivera, big shout out to you. And he's, uh, he's a really, really great member of the community. And he, um, he's really, really uh, a great uh, example of people who are welcoming in the community and really bringing other people in and, you know, he does, he, he's interviewed so many really, really cool people, both in the community, but also um, people um, that are, that are in the baseball world from designers to, you know, members of teams. So, you know, check out the dot the dad hat Chronicles podcast as well on Apple podcast and really anywhere you can get your podcast. Cause it's really, really awesome. Absolutely. I, I, as I'm, I've been kind of getting more into uh, the, the minor league uh, community uh, the Dad Hat Chronicles is one of the podcasts that I've picked up as well that I've been listening to. Uh, great insight, great information, uh, great episodes. So, uh, you know, definitely, you know, congratulations. Have to get Dad Hat Chronicles on the show, actually. So uh, open invite right now. Uh, you know, feel free to uh, DM me. We'll schedule something. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, this is just, you know, minor league baseball is like, yeah, I'm, I, I love it. Honestly, you know, if I could do a more, uh, more traveling and to mm-hmm. be able to visit different places, I, I absolutely actually I want to try to, you know, get up to, um, you know, up there in in, in Maine and uh, in Seattle and Florida, like the Daytona Tortugas. I want to go see them. Um, but I mean, it's just baseball in general, just being able to yeah. uh, take part in a game. So let me ask you, ask you this. What is the best thing that you like about minor league baseball? What I like the most is that it's, it's fan focused. It's affordable, fun family entertainment. You don't even have to like the game of baseball to go to a minor league baseball game and have fun. Cause rip, I believe you even referenced it earlier. There's like in-game entertainment. There's things in between innings there. Most stadiums now have a kid's zone. So, you know, a kid doesn't even have to go to, watch the game it would be um that they can have like sack races or racing the uh you know racing like the mascot like in the Gwinnett Stripers it's beat the freeze uh that's my local team and in Georgia is the Gwinnett (laughs) Stripers so they they played off something in uh sorry beat the fridge actually um is the the Atlanta Braves have a thing called beat the freeze and uh it's a guy that runs and and they have fans that race him well the the AAA affiliate Gwinnett Stripers did beat the fridge. And it's a guy wearing a silver suit. Who's not exactly, <laughs> I want to say this. He's not exactly the, 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 the thinnest person in the world, but he's, but it's also very uh, misleading because he can beat pretty much anyone. Cause he is so, so fast. So it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's one like some of the, uh, you know, what they call Milby awards for like, you know, best, best act, and so it's little things like that that are really, really important. 
And um, as you just put up, the, the um, Ed talked about checking out the collegiate baseball leagues. Another good example of that is the Savannah Bananas. Yes, they they are. In fact, I think their their company is actually called Fan First Entertainment. And so, you know, Jesse Cole, the owner of the Savannah Bananas and Jared Orton, who's the president and GM of the Savannah Bananas, they're always coming up with new things and new innovative ideas that a lot of people that a lot of people are catching on to to try to bring because, um, you know, Savannah is probably about four or five hours away from where I live. And it's you know, when the, when the Savannah, former Savannah sand Nats left to move to Columbia to become the Columbia fireflies, people were wondering, are you going to have baseball in Savannah? And Jesse Cole came over from Gastonia, North Carolina, where he had owned the Gastonia Grizzlies at the time. And he started this, he had this idea for the Savannah bananas and he worked with, you know, he worked with Dan Simon from studio Simon to get this, this logo. And people were kind of like, at first, like what? Like yeah. people were like, the name Savannah Bananas. What's that? And they have not. They have yet to not sell out a game. That's because, amazing because he's made it. Because that well, not just him, but his team <laughs> has made it all about the fans, and it's all about you know they they have rules like instead of baseball, it's banana ball. So the the rules are a little bit different, but now they're taking it on a world tour. They're going they're going to different places. I believe they're going to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Monarchs. And they're they're going to like other parts of Georgia outside of Savannah, and they're going to Daytona actually to play yes, Jackson Robinson yes. Stadium. So, you know, it's those kind of things that so many other teams are starting to replicate and do so well. The Macon Bacon are another example. The rivals of the Savannah Bananas and the Dubsey Fistics, as we referenced earlier, are doing it. And really, it's going. You know, independent professionals doing it. Um, you know the. The collegiate summer league's doing it and minor league baseball is doing it. And that's what sets it apart from major league baseball is that number one, it's affordable because you're not, you don't have to, you don't have to drop two, three hundred dollars to take a family to a game. You don't have to pay necessarily 30, 20, $30 for parking. You yeah. don't have to, you, you know, you don't have to uh worry about $15 beers if right. you know if that's if that's your thing. But you know, you can go instead you can get a $10 ticket or, you know, depending on where you want to sit, maybe you want to sit behind home plate, $15. And you, you get a, a you know, you can get an affordable beer if you, especially on like beer nights, like a thirsty Thursday or, a, you know, $3, you know, $5 Tuesday, $3 Tuesday, whatever it might be. And it's all about, it, it's all about having fun with the people that are around you. You get to um, actually, um, Ed always says when you go into a game that you can just forget about, I, I agree with him. You can just forget about all that's going on. It's kind of like for that three hours, you can just, uh, you know, put away all your worries and you can just focus on the entertainment. And like I said, that was, that was actually a quote from Ed Rivera from dad hat Chronicles, I, <laughs> not for me, but I agree with him on that. So it's, um, it, it's just, there's something different about it. And, I like that it's focused on the fans and not about, I feel like you're a name and not just a number. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure that you see that by covering the express. It's really, really just a fun and novel thing. It, it really is, you know, and, and Ed brought up, you know, the collegiate baseball leagues. So uh, here in my hometown, we have uh, the Victoria generals, which are a part of the, the Texas collegiate league, the, the TCL. So uh, 
and actually, which was kind of which is kind of funny, we were kind of talking before the show started about the the Round Rock Harriman. And mm-hmm. since the Round Rock Harriman were actually part of the TCL in 2020 because um they weren't able to uh because of COVID. So uh they kind of just formed this team up because there was no minor league baseball mm-hmm. and they still wanted to have a baseball in Round Rock. So they came up with the Round Rock Harriman. And of course, you know, they've kind of uh, they didn't play last year in the TCL, but they uh, have been around for I mean forever, and the history of that is is pretty amazing as well. But uh, but yeah, they're the Victoria Generals, the the team that's that's in my hometown, and the Round Rock Harriman both played it uh, at the same time uh, in 2020. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And then uh, you've got the San Antonio, uh, the Flying Chunkless, that's another mm-hmm. TCL team as well. So a lot of great things uh, that you know, have kind of spun up over the years and it's, it's ex- ex- exciting to, uh, and didn't Amarillo, uh, didn't Amarillo put in like two teams in the TCL as well in 2020. They did, and, uh, the sod squad. Sod squad was, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's a couple other teams as well. There's a couple in Louis in Louisiana. Sure. Uh, but yeah, those, those teams kind of, kind of sprouted up. I, I saw the sod squad and the generals play last summer. Uh, you would think in my hometown, I, I should probably get out there more. That's that's my fault there. I, no, yeah. Listen, it's life. It, it's, you know, <laughs> life happens, but the fact is, you got out. The fact is that you did get out there. So, you know, I think you should give yourself credit that you know whether you go out once a season or multiple times a season. If you're going out at all, you're you're showing that support, and you're not. And it's, and it's not just word of mouth. But through your actions, you're showing that. Hey, baseball matters to me and baseball matters in my community. And it's, you know, when you do that, you're helping your local economy as well. I firmly believe that because whether you're buying hats or tickets or going to the game, you're demonstrating support that, that, that matters to you and your community. So that's why, that's why I think it's so important for people to go to games and why, you know, those places that really show that support, it, it can make for a very special atmosphere as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I completely agree. I, you, you can't get enough of, of minor league baseball, collegiate league, independent baseball. And they're also active on social media as well, which is great mm-hmm. to see because a lot of the major league teams, they won't really respond to you unless it's something that pertains to um, the fan experience. You know, uh, if you go to a game and you weren't really happy, they'll respond to you or whatnot. But you know these other teams, uh, like the one that that's pretty active is the the Clearborn Railroaders. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're very active on social media as well, and um, just like a lot of other minor league teams as well. But that's that's exciting too because you get like it you is. mentioned, you get to interact with those. So, um, a hat question here: How many hats do you own? <sighs> do you, do you have do you have all minor league teams? I do have all the minor league teams and I probably have multiple ones of, of all minor league teams too. I, I don't, I can't think of a team. The only team where I would have only had one would have been because I have actually of the original 160, I have one of at least every one. So I think the Princeton, the former Princeton Rays who are now the Princeton whistle pigs, I probably had only one of the Princeton Rays identity because they only had one hat. So, (laughs) so Oh, ballpark. I'd probably, I have over a thousand. Wow. Okay. 
And so you, you beat me. So, well, it's, <laughs> some would say it's probably more of an obsession than a collection, but it's, but it, but it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's, it's my little, own little small way of trying to support them. If I, so a lot right. of pe- other people have done big road trips to go see teams, which I hope to do in the future. And I'm kind of focusing on the Southeast maybe for the 2022 season, but um, you know, some people have really made the road trips to go out and see things. So yes. I haven't been able to do that. My small way is just to buy hats, especially, you know, especially when there's sales, but I also am impatient. So if there's a new hat that's out there that I really like, like the Copa de la Diversión hats, yes. I, I'm a big fan of those and anything with color. So if it's out there and it's available, I'm afraid that it's going to sell out. So I, I try to grab it. No, I, I completely, you know, understand uh, 100%. So uh, since we kind of been, you know, the theme is the Round Rock Express. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look it up here. They, uh, in, they're in Austin at uh, one point in time back in, uh, gosh, what it was, I'll have to remember when it was, but um, there was a, um, a, a Negro team called the, the, the austin black senators right yes so, yes yeah, in fact there's their i actually have that hat with me the austin oh fantastic yeah this is the okay this is the um it's not one from back then obviously but this is one that the round rock express put out as mm-hmm. a throwback a recreation of a throwback of the austin black senators and so, yes uh yeah because yeah, so, uh, and i believe there's another one too I don't, uh, this may have been actually the Austin Senators and not the the Negro League team, but this is the um, okay. former Austin hat as well, known as the Austin Senators. Yes. So that's that's just an example. And anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your question. But. <laughs> no, no uh, I was um... – I wasn't sure if you had if you had seen it yet, but uh, but yeah, they were the Austin Black Senators. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out when that was. I'll, I'll find that uh, off off yeah. air. But yeah, I, I don't uh, remember what year that was, but I remember that um, they that they did have that, and it was really. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I love that the Round Rock Express are paying, you know, like are, are paying tribute to that now, and right. uh, that a lot of teams are bringing up. Like, you know, I, I would love to go visit the, the, the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas yes. City. And there's just so there's such a rich history because that league gave us so many phenomenal baseball players from Jackie Robinson to Satchel Page, you know, we, you know. And so, I mean, it's just it's a part of baseball history that I think doesn't get the credit that it deserves because just because these guys were in a different league, you know, the level the, the level of play to me was no less. Because that you know the, and there's far more people that can be far more educated on this this than I am. But just my personal opinion is that we lost you know that we lost out on probably some special players that you know that maybe didn't get as much recognition, shall we say, as they maybe would have otherwise if they had been in you know you know in Major League Baseball at the same at the same time. Right. But, but I think as we go through and we see some of these. You know, Buck O'Neill is another good example. Just getting in, you know, just elected, induct, just elected into, voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, where he should have been a long time ago. Absolutely. So it's, you know, it's players like that that I'm glad are starting to get some recognition. I'll be, I'll be it later than they should have, but I'm glad to see it happen rather than than it never happen. 
Absolutely. I'm glad Major League Baseball finally acknowledged their accomplishments because they needed to be out there. They need to be put in the stat books along with the other players that, that have played Major League Baseball because they deserved it. So um, I'm truly happy that they are actually uh, getting all that recognition, like I mentioned. So, but real quick, let's kind of we'll kind of uh, wrap up the show here. Uh, I've got a couple of trivia questions for you, real quick. They're baseball trivia questions. They're not right. to me. I there's a couple of things that you know they were. I thought they were kind of silly, but I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a head scratcher. So uh, the first one, real quick, true or false? MLB umpires are required to wear black underwear in case they split their pants. I'm gonna go with true. You are correct. Yes. I uh, don't know if it's happened before in, in baseball, but, you know, uh, I can see that happening. So, yeah, they definitely yeah. don't want, uh, you know, anybody to see anything. So, And I don't know if this is why, but, I mean, obviously with the cameras and TV cameras out there and everything, they don't want to draw attention away from probably the game. So I don't know if that would have anything to do with it to try to, you know, obviously also save embarrassment from whomever it might happen to, but also to not take away from the game itself. I don't, I don't know if that's why, but – it might, it may be, it certainly is a good idea to try to help, you know, keep things moving. Absolutely. So second one, true or false, though it is called America's pastime, the game of baseball actually originated in the Dominican Republic. I'm going to go with true. You are true. You're correct. Yes. Okay. So let's do, we'll do one more here. Uh Okay. In baseball, how many innings was the longest game in history of the major league? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was 20 plus innings. Yes. You're so close. I'm going to go for 22 innings. Close. 26. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. 26. Uh, I believe the second longest was 18. And that was uh, the NLCS in t- 2004. Or five. Something along those lines. I think I remember. Yeah. Does it say who the who played in the twenty six inning game? No. Let me see if I can look it up real quick here. Um, I, mean, I was just curious because i I knew it was twenty plus innings, but I didn't know I didn't know how long it actually went. But I know that's. I hope I hope that people got some got a lot of food during that game because that is. <laughs> a, yeah, that was. Uh, let me see. Uh, this might have actually changed. So it was May first, nineteen twenty. It okay. was the Brooklyn Robins versus the Boston Braves. Length was oh, 26 cool. innings. Yeah. So uh, actually, the game ended in a tie, 1 1. Okay. So uh, they. That's a cool. That's a cool stat. I didn't. I was. There's so much more I don't know than what I know. So it's really good. To, <laughs> it's kind of. It's really, really good to learn something like that. Well, I'm going to have to ask my. Uh, I'm going to have to ask my dad that one before he sees this. <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, and then the the second longest was there was a tie. It's twenty five innings. Uh, it was May 1984 between the Chicago White Sox and Milwaukee Brewers, mm-hmm. and uh, September eleventh, nineteen seventy four, the St. Louis Cardinals versus the New York Mets. That one was twenty five innings as well at Shea Stadium. Okay, wow. So, so just a little fun, just to kind of end yeah. the show. Um, yeah. I I got these for as a gift. I've been wanting to to do some trivia, so I appreciate you kind of playing along just for a little bit to kind of wrap up the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. 
So, but uh, that's pretty much what I got for you. I mean, I appreciate you you coming on, Patrick, talking about uh, minor league baseball history, uh, hat history. What you've been doing is truly phenomenal, and I'm I'm looking forward to watching more videos that you've been putting out uh, with with various different teams and all minor league teams. You know, we got to include everybody. But uh, so, Patrick, please let everybody know where they can follow you and where they can find your your streams that you've been doing. Sure. Um, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, my, uh, my Twitter handle is at Pat Larson one, that's P A T L A R S O N and the number one. And I do little two minute plus videos on minor league baseball hat history. And, you know, you may see the one I'm wearing or this one or the old, the, the, the old express logo, or there's the old RR with the you know, round rock with the stars in it. So I usually like to show all the hats that I have for whatever the team is that I'm, you know, that I'm talking about that day and hopefully sharing a little bit about how they got to be where they are all within, all within about a two minute to two minute, 20 second video. So I'd love it if you check it out and um, rip, I just want to say thank you to you as well for the honor of being to get to, to gain to be your first guest of 2022. And, you know, I'll look forward to watching even more episodes throughout the year and, you know, let me know how I can support you and, um, again, just an honor to be on and thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. Like, like you mentioned, you are the first guest of 2022. So I appreciate you taking the time sharing what you've been doing as far as uh, minor league promoting minor league baseball. That's, that's the other key big aspect is we've been talking about it, but you've been promoting it as well, interacting with a lot of the, uh, the fans of minor league baseball and the teams and organizations and supporting them, which is, which is great to hear. So uh, truly appreciate you taking the time and uh, definitely if you have any questions or you're welcome to come back anytime, let me know. And we will, we will set up something for sure. So anytime you want me back, I'd love to be on. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter. It's at Rip Griffin Show. If you ever have any baseball questions, you can call into the show. That number is 210-263-3253. And remember, the show is part of the Podcast City Network. Head on over to podcastcity.net and check out all the amazing podcasts over there. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Take care.